Hey guys, well welcome to, um, what are we calling this? Glory on the Couch? Glory on the Couch. Glory on the Couch, part two. Jay and Glorious Couch. Hope yeah. you get whacked, guys. Yeah, we hope you just get lost in the Lord and it's a good time. But uh, we're gonna, um, we're just going to have a little bit of a chat, conversation around what Jalil preached on last week, uh, which you can listen to on our YouTube or um, podcast um, or on our um, Facebook page as well. So I'd encourage you go back and open up your Bible, go back, take it, take it, you know, look at the scriptures that Jalil mentioned and um, uh, really own it for yourself, which is cool. So we're just going to have a chat about righteousness. Yeah, I'm in. And uh, got a few questions here. But I thought we would start, we met six years ago. Yeah. It feels longer. But six years ago uh, in a house in Brisbane uh, with, oh, no, the Gold Coast. Yeah, Gold Coast with Dave and Ruth, Dave, Ruth Ridley, Caleb and, and Chloe, Mark and Christine, and yeah. Joel, Nathaniel, Mitch, Lee, Lee, Clough, Lee Clough, yeah, a few others that some of you might know, but um, we met and you had an encounter there, which I'd love you to share. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, my life got radically changed hey, six years ago. So, you know, my background is I got saved when I was three, it's like growing up in the church, Um but, uh, you know, what I spoke about, what I preached about last week is something that has had a deep impact on our lives and both of our lives in the last six years. And to think that gospel banquets and Jesus people gatherings and Jesus schools have only been squashed in the last six years is just crazy what God's done. And that really turned up, turned up a notch in our lives. Um, but, yeah, essentially, like, when I got to... To the Gold Coast, and I met all these people. I was sort of blown away by people like you and others that, you know, as a pastor, that were just living so free. Um, the, the self-preservation didn't exist in their lives, and yet they knew the Lord so radically. And um, I was really provoked by what was going on. And they were talking about righteousness, and they were talking about the gospel, and let's explore the gospel. And, you know, as a pastor, I was like, well, that's what I preach, guys, you know, how I... You know, some of them had only been saved for a couple of years, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if you can school me in the gospel. And um, one one evening, though, just before this retreat finished up, I was lying on my bed, and the Lord challenged me. And he said, Jalil, you can go home the same, or you can go home changed. And I said, oh, God, I, I, I want to go home changed. He said, if you want to go home changed, humble yourself, go down, and ask them again to explain the simple gospel that they're preaching. And, um, and I remember this wrestle within me, which was really just pride that was holding me back from actually hearing the truth. It's crazy, like, the, to come into the kingdom, and, and sometimes we just think it's just like enter, but to actually access the gifts of the kingdom require that we become like a little child, which means that we have lots to learn, and that's why kids learn so well, hey? Anyway, um, I went down and I asked them, I want to know the simple gospel, and just opening my heart up, in humility, allowed me to start to receive the truths that my um, previous knowledge and I guess even my pride and, and maybe just the fact that I'd done ministry and my identity was wrapped up in that, though, as I let those things disappear in my life or let go of those things to grab hold of truth, God just set me free. And I was, I was in this living room, we're all worshipping the Lord, and, and I remember Joel Shaw 
worshipping on the uh, on the piano and he was um, worshipping and he was singing Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the glory of the Lord was there and I was on my knees and, and the Lord spoke so clearly to me and he said, you know, when Paul said that in Galatians 2, that it's no longer I who lives, it's Christ who lives in me, um, he wasn't sort of just assuming that as like a, an ulterior re- reality up in heaven, like when the Father looks at us, that's how he sees us. Um, because Paul's Jewish, and, and, and when, when in Jewish concept, we don't have these two separated worlds. Like, it's either real or it's not. And he, and he just hit me with that. And I was like, whoa, so that's actually a reality. And um, I'd always read Galatians 2.20, and I was like, man, I, I, I can't wait for that to be reality in my life when I get my life sorted, when I get my quiet times down, when I do my Bible studies right and I stop falling in, then I'll finally be able to say, yes, I, this is Christ living in me. And, um, and then the Lord showed me a picture. Straight after that, he showed me a picture, and I was in a helicopter flying past the cross, and I saw Jesus on the cross. And then on the back of the cross, I saw this skeleton just talking like how the Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry, Lord of the Rings, Pirates of Caribbean. When the Pirates of the Caribbean, the moonlight shines on it, reveals actually their dead nature. And it was just like this dead corpse on the back of the cross with Jesus. And I said to Jesus, I was, as I was on my face and seeing this picture, I said, God, who's this? I didn't know someone else died with you. And he, and he said very simply, he said, Jaleel, that's you. He said, um, don't you know? And he reminded me of Romans 6 that when we were... Um, when we came to Christ, we were crucified with him, that Jesus didn't come to, um, to take our old person and, and get us better. He came to find a hanging place for our death, to set us free from ourselves. And um, that really shocked me. And then he showed me um, that going to the grave, and he asked me a very simple question, Jalil. He reminded me of 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things have been made new. And he said, Jalil... What is the purpose for me to resurrect any of the old you? Why would I resurrect any of the old you? And he said, I, I, I put my spirit inside you. I, I gave you a new heart. I've given you the mind. It's called the mind of Christ. And, and, and he started to show me that the things that he'd given me was actually himself. And he said, Jalil, I came to set you free from you, from your ego. These, these, when, when you try to keep these things alive, when you think this is you, all you're doing is glorifying something that I crucified. And, and I saw myself hanging on this cross, being crucified, and, and actually also just like, you know, I was, I, was like, I was sort of, you know, as believers, often we can like get angry at God because we have this concept of the crucifixion of the flesh, and we're like, when things are hard for us, we're like, God, why are you letting this happen to me, you know, and could you make me a bit better? And he, and he, and he said, Jalil, I have no intent on um, binding up those that brokenness on the cross. I, I don't want to breathe life into brokenness. I want to give you a brand new life, and it's me and you. And I had such a profound encounter with Jesus in that moment, and I became aware that, ah, oh, not at that moment, but back when I gave my life to the Lord when I was 13 and when I first... It, I had actually been made one with Christ, and it was Him who was living in me, but because of my unbelief and because of ignorance, I'd not ever actually encountered the power of that. Yeah, wow. And so, radical, changed my life. That's awesome. Mm. I know we've talked about this heaps, hey, about, you know, you can, you know, we've been given a, a seed that's imperishable. You know, Amen. imperishable seed that Peter talks about. That's never, nowhere in scripture is that, se- that word found anymore, mm-hmm. e- ever, because it's a brand new creation. creation. It's a yep. brand new lineage. and. 
Um, I just, I love, I love dwelling on this and thinking about, you know, that, and I love what you said about, um, you know, I got saved when you were 13 or whenever, but you didn't have the realisation until years later of, of like, I know we've, we've dreamed about this, about what this will look like for in generations that, you know, we don't have to fight for this, you know, that our children can just live in the fullness of like, yeah, I'm a saint. Amen. You know, I'm holy. I'm not a sinner anymore. Amen. I'm pa- compatible with the Lord. Um, yeah, which is cool. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Um, well, maybe we'll just jump straight into one of the one of one of the questions. Yeah, let's give it a crack, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we know. You mentioned last week. Um, you know, we're not sinners. There's not this jewel. You know, we're not yin and yang. We're not. Um, you know, it's not. It's not like Christianity for me was often presented as like, you know, uh, where you're just continually trying to get darkness out of you and more right. light in. Mm-hmm. Similar, mm-hmm. I think, for a lot of that's people. What, that's what I thought for so many you years. You know, it's eh? like I've got to, I got to do more. I read my Bible more. I got to do all this stuff, and then the more I do that, um, the more light will come in, and the darkness will will flee and whichever dog that I feed is, you know, the black dog, white dog. If I feed the black dog, that darkness is going to grow and, you know, but you mentioned last week, you know, we're not sinners saved by grace. We're saints. We're holy. So. Totally. So now we know we are not sinners. What does repentance and if you sin as 1 John 2, 1 John 2 says, if you sin, you have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Amen. Um, and we might we might touch on one John one as well. Sure. Yeah. We we should look at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what does that look like now as a as a born again, brand new creation? Yeah. Well, what does repentance look like? So it's really good. And and coming back to what I spoke about last week is, repentance is the ability to realize that what you're doing is not who you are. Mm. Because you, repentance literally means to turn and walk the other way. Walk away from what change you are your doing. Yeah, change, change your mind. mind. Yep. But you can't change your mind if it's actually who you are. Yeah. If you have a broken heart, you, you're like this corrupt sinner being, then no matter what you change your mind about, you carry that with you. You can't really be repentant. So, yeah, I, I think like number one, repentance comes about, as we see in, in Romans 6, we spoke about um, count yourself dead to sin. And then it says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Repentance comes about by realizing who we are so that we walk free from the things that we have done in the past. And repentance for me as a believer, because, um, you know, let you know, like in the last six years after this revelation, I've sinned like a, absolutely. But sin has been because of a couple of things. It generally comes about through a lie that I've believed, um, through temptation that's external. Um, uh, another way that is really is through distraction. Distraction is a really big way the enemy just takes us if he tries to distract us from the truth, from intimacy with God. But repentance is being restored to the truth. So it's saying, God, I'm so sorry that I've fallen far from who I am. And I'm sorry. I I want you to get the full reward in me, Jesus. And and I'm sorry for what I've done because it's just like my daughter when she believes that she is rejected, yet I love her so much, and then she acts out of it. The biggest issue for me as a as a father isn't that um, isn't 
the way she's acting up. It's what's behind that. It's generally the lie of rejection when I love her so much, yeah? And so it's the same with us. Like sin is generally rooted in a lie. Yeah. And so repentance is not just saying sorry for the sin, but often for me now as a believer is like, God, I'm sorry for what I did, but what's the lie that led me into this? Yeah, I know we talk, we use that language here, mm. you know, and and uh, quite we've used it at the gospel banquet and different places of like we're exposing lies, mm. you know, and replacing it with truth. If the truth, knowing the truth, sets you free, Amen. then uh, it's not just a theolo- it's not just a, a concept of the truth. It's like actually knowing the person of of truth. Amen. Um, you know, in exposing lies, I know we've you know um, talked about like why do we wear armor? Yeah. You know, why do we have the, the helmet of salvation, you know, the breastplate of righteousness? Mm. And it's like if the fiery darts are coming from, they're not coming from within. We're not trying to contain them anymore. You know, we're trying to, it's it's like the fiery darts come from from the external things. So, you know, it's like taking those thoughts captive, isn't it? Yeah. Totally. And I think, so repentance in a very practical state is, I'm sorry for what I've done. Mm. Absolutely. Like, man, if I... If I don't feel sorrow, then I really need to check my heart because my conscience has been seared. Yeah. Okay, so um, righteousness doesn't teach you that you don't aren't accountable anymore. It just teaches you that, uh, you know, my our friend Mark says that um, claiming righteousness while walking in sin is sin. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? And so we've had people claim, you know, think that this righteousness teaching means that we're saying we can't sin anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't label me or you can't you can't you have no right to actually address the sin in my life that's not what we're saying what we're saying is if you're walking in sin and when i you know not just if but if i have or when i do generally generally it's because of unbelief because of a lie because i'm not seeing myself clearly Mm. so i repent of what i've done but then i also ask the lord to give me the truth that will allow me to walk free from that next time yeah yeah Amen. Because that's the beautiful thing about true repentance is not with the Lord is not only do we become aware of what we've done, but He always gives us a way out. Yeah, it's the answer. Yeah, so so we see. So I would encourage us as believers in the midst of repentance to find the keys for the way out next time. Mm. Yeah, and so often we deal with the with the actual issue, but we don't deal with Yeah. yeah the fruit, but we don't deal with the with the root of what's going on. And so for me. I'm like, God, I'm sorry for what I did. And, and I, want, I want to live differently next time, which is true repentance. So give me the answers. Show me. And I, and I, I wait on the Lord. Uh, sometimes that t- it takes time. Sometimes it's not directly. It's, it's over a week or over some time. Just like, God, what it is. As he starts to expose things in my life that are not, not of him. So that I think, you know, we've, we might just jump. We might come back to 1 John 1. Yeah, sure. As well, but that I think that really, you know, I've spoken to so many people in the last, you know, what is it now, like eight years or so since having glimpses of this revelation for me Mm. and seeing, um, you know, you touched on it last week about, well, sanctification now is is not a, it's not a, it's an event, it's not a process, it's not like, right. you know, it's it's this one-time circumcision that takes place, it's mm-hmm. been separated to be holy, to be righteous, to be set apart, um, and I don't know who said it first, but it, I can't remember, maybe you can remind me, but 
you know, it's, and, and I've used this analogy heaps of like, you know, sanctification is, is like you can't be sanctified and the, you, you, you can't, sorry, you can't be a husband unless you're married. Right. And that's the sanctif- that's the sanctification, it's been sanctified. Mm. And then you outwork your sanctification. Like I'm trying to have a good marriage with my wife. I'm, I'm having, I'm learning how to have a good marriage. That's the process yeah. now of, of the Christian life. Absolutely, and and what so what does that look like? So, could you expand on that maybe a little bit? We just open that up of yeah. like you know sanctification. Um, yeah, you know, Hebrews ten talks about we have been sanctified. Yeah, and yeah, I will. Yeah. I, I'd love to um, see. Often, a lot of the, the you know the, the church that we're a part of, the evangelical church mm-hmm. movement. Um, was really established by an amazing guy called Luther. He was amazing, but Luther had some very strong ideas around sanctification, which is which is very different to like what, for instance, the Eastern Orthodox Church had on sanctification, which has been around for years, um, way before way before that. Around you know, it started a similar time the Catholic Church. So, what we're talking about as far as sanctification is not a new theology; it's what's been actually existing. Um, and let me just let me just read. Can I read this really quickly? I thought this was Please really cool. Do. Orthodox Christianity teaches the doctrine of theosis, um, whereby humans take on divine properties. Wow! And the key scripture supporting this is two Peter one four. It says, "Therefore, we're now partakers of the divine nature," right? Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. And in the fourth century, a guy called Anthanius Cesus, I might have said that wrong, taught that God became man that man might become God. Mm-hmm. Now, essentially, man does not become divine as such, but in Christ, we can be partakers of the divine nature. And so this is the church's version of salvation restores God's image in a man. One such theme is released from mortality caused by the desires of the world. So when we think about sanctification and we think about that as far as, far as like that was the, that was the actual theology around very early church was that we are partakers of the divine nature. Sanctification is the process of being made holy by God. So they would take elements like cups and things and it'd be sanctified to be placed into the temple and there was a purpose that when they dipped it in blood and they put oil on it, then God would make it holy. And, And so taking that on as believers, like... It's not a Luther really talked about being slowly being made holy by the Holy Spirit over a lifetime and we and that's sort of a new concept of sanctification really in the last, you know, what is that, four, six I can't remember. Five hundred years. Five hundred years, yeah. 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 Four five hundred years. But before that was a theology on sanctification that was instantaneous and it was God's holiness being placed in man and the invitation into the nature and the likeness of God. Mm. And so um for me, that's what sanctification is. It's I feel like we're we're getting restored back to that. And so instead of sanctification being the process of a Christian's life, a becoming ju- more journey, more light, less dark, exactly. Yeah, which is like we are a sinner on our ways to becoming a saint. Yeah, really, which, is, which really the guy on the cross then had. Oh, exactly. You know, the bad guy, luck. My, bad luck. Ex- <laughs> that was my that was my life. God, I'm broken. Um, could you make this broken vessel better? And yeah, we use yeah. that language. But in the gospel, we're not broken. Yeah. Like, if I'm broken, then the God that I'm joined with is broken as well. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he's not like that. He's actually brand new. He only talks about new creation. So 
sanctification for us as believers that God has done that. How has He sanctified us through His Holy Spirit? It says. Yeah, wow. we, so, so what is it? So, we, sanctification is the process of being made holy. How has He done it for us as believers? Fire, oil, water is the is the words, the so the descriptions that are used to express the Holy Spirit in the Bible, and He's mm. placed that inside of us. We've been sanctified through the Holy Spirit. We've been made holy because of what Jesus did. As we pass through the blood of Jesus, we're now. The, the sin has been removed. The punishment has been removed. We've been made brand new. We've been raised up with him and the spirit of God rests mm-hmm. on us. Mm-hmm. So that's sanctification. And then the, the process of sanctification as a believer's life is that we remain in that place of holiness. Be holy as, as God is holy. Grow in maturity. What does that mean? Well, that's impossible if we're not holy. Yeah. But it's totally possible if he's given. I mean, how can we be holy as God is holy? Like yeah, that's yeah. an impossible invitation request for a sinner. Yeah. Like that's that's utter condemnation continually. Yeah. But as a believer who's been made holy, whoa, we can now be told that because this is who you are, act like it, live in it, absorb it, enjoy it, um, run after it, pursue it, desire it, live it, you know, abide in it. And mm. and for me sanctification is continually being aware of it. It's like as a, as a married man, I became, a, as you, you use that example, when I got married, I became a husband. Mm. Now, my journey of being a husband is that I'm not married to another woman mm. or I'm not with another woman after this. My sanctification of marriage is that I'm not sleeping around or looking at other women or, mm. you know, I'm not acting like a single man anymore. Mm. That's my sanctification process for the rest of my life. It's not me slowly one day becoming a husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And and now we're not walking out. You know, I like to say we're not walking out our front door trying not to have an affair. Right. You know, I'm not. We like, hope not. Whoo. If you yeah. if you are, please come talk to <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I list, I think you know this this uh, you know to simplify it to break it down. I, I for me, you know, I've I've walked in measures of freedom because not because of trying not to sin. Like you, you were talking about, like I've, I've walked in the measures of freedom because I'm fixated and my my mind is being renewed to what I've already become. Yeah. Not I'm trying to get something to become something. Yeah. I've already become this, yeah. and I have no. You know, I think it was Graham Cook. He says we've become this, so we have no need of that. Yeah. It's like I don't need that in my life anymore yeah. because of what I've become. Yeah. And and I'm like I feel like there's audiences out there. There's people watching there. There's men and women sitting on their couch right now going. Um, maybe he just doesn't struggle with anything, but yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I have a porn addiction or like some people maybe out there are trying not to commit adultery right now. Yeah, yeah. As believers, like I don't want to – or flying off the handle or have anger issues or they're addicted to different substances or different things. I don't know. But my encouragement to you, and I want to put it out there, like this can be very confronting mm. when you talk about freedom from sin for people who are struggling with sin. Mm. My encouragement to you is, as a believer, that six years ago, I wasn't struggling with pornography anymore. Like, I'd sort of beaten that out of my life, but I still struggled with lust. The thing that set me free, though, was realizing who I was. I I just encourage you, it breaks the backbone of sin when you confront it front on with the truth of who, who Jesus is. And I, and I can tell you, like, we've seen it, haven't we, Liam, time and time again, yeah. where people move away from trying to f- resist sin 
and start to discover their identity and sin falls off their lives. Yeah, yeah. And, and they actually don't just know it in their head, but they believe it. When sin comes knocking along, you know, on the door of their life, it was my mantra every morning after I had this encounter for like a year and a half. I'd get up and I'd say, Jesus, thank you that I died with you. That, I, that Jalil is dead. It, I'd do it. I'd practice. I'd, 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 and I wouldn't just like quote it. I'd, I'd come into communion with God and thank you that everything you are is mine now. Like I am with you. You are with me. And and as I did this over a six-month period, I just, I, like my marriage changed. My relationship with my kids changed. Um, the selfish attitudes, the so much self-focusedness, focus. Like things that I thought were good were actually bad because they were being fed by the wrong, by lies mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. fell off. And um, we've seen people get free from depression overnight, like mm-hmm. free from all sorts of things because, uh, not because they were like, well, Jalil, you don't know how bad my life is. It's because mm-hmm. actually, okay, let's look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. Whoa. Jesus, and we'll say it, is the truth about you. Yeah. Full stop. 1 John 4. 1 John 4. As he is, so we are in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Yeah. 1 John 4, 17. Oh, light flicker. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. That's repentance. Yeah. Changing your mind. Changing your mind. Agreeing with the truth. Agreeing with God. Mm-hmm. I agree with your ways mm-hmm. above above my ways. Yeah. Above the old ways. Godly yeah. sorrow is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not enough. Repentance is knowing the truth to freedom. Yeah, the walking in freedom. That's so good. Let's go to 1 John 1, because this question gets asked all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like number one. Yeah, you straight. Know. This is my first question, my 1 John 1. When we were, we were there on the Gold Coast, that was my first question what about to these verse? guys. Exactly, what put about it this straight verse? out. This bad, this bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll read it. Uh, it's 1 John what, what, maybe I'll read from verse 5, actually, because I, I feel like it's just, it's just gold. But it says, um, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Well, that, that's just awesome because it's like if God's in us, there's no darkness in us at all. Mm-hmm. This um, is not a concept. This is reality, reality. now. Yeah. Wow. My, I prayed a prayer for, I reckon, a year that was like, God, I want to see, and I still, I still do want to see it, what happened in the spiritual realm the moment people get born mm. again, like what actually takes place, mm. you, like your cross picture. Yeah. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice, practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And then this is the verse that, that you brought up and others have brought up, I brought up. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And then he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I'll stop there and then we'll read. Yeah. Chapter two in a second, but yeah. <coughs> unpack. <laughs> um, I think what what's the what's that actual verse? Let me just have a look. Here you go. You can touch yeah, my Bible. Sweet, no, it's a, <laughs> it's a very nice Bible, Liam. 
I won't tear any pages out. But if I was to tear a page out, I'd tear this one out and take it away with me because I love one John. One. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good book. Um, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> For those at home, he's not going to tear out a page no, of the I'm Bible. Not. Don't worry. One John... One John verse seven. Yep. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. That's awesome, hey. Like walking in the light is walking in God. It's communion with God. That's what he's talking about. It's not just talking about action, he's he's talking yeah, about yeah. being in the light. Um being in the light of God. And what does that look like? It looks like <clears throat> cleansing us from all sin. It's not covering us. That's a key verse. Mm. We're not sinners covered. We're cleansed. So I love that. So what's he talking about? He's talking about believers here. Mm. He's talking about people who walk in the light are believers. When you say covered, just for those at home, you're not talking about like God's put a blanket over you and he can't see the sin. That's what you mean. That's what you mean. That's what I'm saying. When we say covered, it's it's like there's a blanket over you, but inherently inside you're still sinful. Which is essentially where the sanctification theology has sort of really um, stopped and said, yeah, we're covered by the blood, but we're not cleansed by the blood. Cool. But what it says here is that we're actually cleansed by the blood of Jesus. So that's so important. Hey. so he's talking about believers here. He's talking about what does it look? It's, it's the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. And then he, then he says, he's talking about people who walk in darkness and he's talking about people who walk in light. Mm-hmm. He's, show, he's actually showing the difference between the two. And then verse 8, he kicks back to talking about someone who says they're in the light but is actually walking in darkness. Mm-hmm. And this is what he says they look like. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You have to realize um, John is writing to a, a whole lot of different people, but John was was actually a Jewish believer, and he, he had a lot of ministry amongst the Jews mm. doing mm. outreach. There's a lot of Jews who came to faith. Now, this could have been written to a host of different people, but you remember Paul, it says, according to the law, what did he say? According to the law, he was perfect, it mm. says. Mm. Um, or the rich young ruler who came to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, what must I do? You sure? What must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, "Well, you know the law. What does it say?" So he quotes through the Ten Commandments. He says, "Well, I've done all of these since my youth." What's he saying? Yeah, well, I'm I'm living good. I'm living good according to the law. Like I'm perfect. Mm. John is saying here. He's saying there were people who were saying that they could have fellowship with God but still had a sinful nature on the inside, had the uncircumcised heart. Does mm. that make sense? Mm. Jews, people who thought they didn't sin, so they didn't need a Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. They don't need a Messiah. I'm perfect according to the law. In the last 15 years of my life, I've never done anything wrong. Like I've kept the letter of the law, mm. right? So I don't have sin. And Paul, and sorry, John says that person's deceived. They're lying. Because the law was supposed to expose sin. Yeah. Remember, that's why the law was to expose sin, to reveal to us that we actually had a rotten heart, that we had a heart that needed to be changed, mm. that needed to be circumcised, or needed to be, we needed to have a new heart. And so he says we're deceived. But he says, and the truth is not in them. No, the truth is in the ones who walk according to the light, right? Mm. But he says, but if we confess our sins, you know, uh, this is so interesting. I feel like um, as believers, it, the, the Lord is not wanting us to confess, you know, to become a Christian. We don't need to confess every single sin because we could never do that mm. before we get saved, right? Mm. He's saying the same thing that, you know, the, the, 
the thief on the cross that died with Jesus. What did he say? He needed. He said, "He remember me. Remember need, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Remember. That's confession. It's, I need you. Yeah. I need. I need a Messiah. I need a Savior. Exactly. I need, I a, need a, savior a Savior and a Lord of my life. That's yeah. say, what's he saying. If we confess our sins, what he saying? That's what we say. God, we're a sinner. Yeah. That's that's the sinner's prayer. It's called. Yeah. God, we're a sinner. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and what and to cleanse us from all, all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. Wow. Why? Because what happens in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he says that he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of the God righteousness in Christ of God. Jesus. Yeah, the full, so, so you match that in. As believers, he's wiping away unrighteousness and, and wiping away sin in that moment of us recognizing, oh, I'm a sinner. I'm sinful. I need your forgiveness. And then he goes on and says, if we say that we have not sinned, we may Make him a lie and his word's not in us, right? Mm. Which is what, what's that saying? It's saying, if, if someone walks around and says, and there are people who think that they're perfect, right? They don't need a savior. They're making God out to be a liar. Mm. And the word and, and, and the word of God's not in them. Yeah. Which is, remember, talking about Jews again, what do they spend a lot of time doing? Looking at the word. Looking at the Torah. Right. Yep. Torah but the Torah showed up in flesh and they didn't recognize him. Yeah, yeah. So the word wasn't. In them, yeah, yeah, it's good. Why don't you read two? Where yeah, sweet. So, one John book. two verse one says this. Then, so prefacing all that, so that's that's my interpretation. That's how I see this passage, mm. and mm. I think it reads very clearly when you get to one John two and, one. And says, there's no chapters in the original. Nah, no, 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 straight letter, straight through. Yeah. So he says, "My little children, I'm writing these things to you. What these things I just wrote to you about, so that you may not sin." And that's what we're talking about is that Jesus came to set the, the sunsets free is free indeed. He was, he's, you know, the Jews were said, well, we've never sinned. Well, sorry, we're not, sorry, he didn't say we've never sinned. They said, we're not slaves. And mm. Jesus said, he who sins is a slave to sin, but he who the sunsets free is free indeed. Yeah, come on. So, so the concept of the gospel is that we should be living free from sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is 1 John 2 verse 1. I yeah. write these things to you so that you do not sin, but if anyone does sin, so it's not saying that as believers, and I'm not saying that as a believer, that we won't ever sin, but it's possible that you can live free from it. Yeah, amen. Yeah? But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Mm-hmm. And that, that passage is talking about believers and sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Cool. Hopefully that, hopefully that makes sense. And if anyone's got any more questions, um, or, you know, we were so happy to talk about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Liam and I um, love hashing this stuff out because we spent many hours together smashing this out together talking about it so getting clarity on it it's so important that um you know i I pray that you get your own the you get the word out and you start to read through this stuff because you need to be convinced of it Mm. it's not enough for your pastors or your leaders to be convinced of it the the truth sets you free let get convinced get around it enjoy the word i know we've uh, one last question yeah um you know, we we often uh, we probably joke a little bit about it. Of of um, you know, there's no shortcuts in a relationship. You know, there's no like we're suckers for form. You know, people are suckers for formulas. Hey, of like, I want the three step. You know, how do I live this out in the fullness? And how do I? I'm hearing this Jalil, and I'm hearing this Liam, and I'm I'm reading my Bible, I'm reading Romans, I'm reading Galatians, I'm reading these verses, and it's starting to illuminate to me. And I'm, you know, and we've I've heard heaps of people like I, I get it, like I'm getting a glimpse right. of, and I can see it in Scripture, and I'm, 
you know, but I'm, I, I, I'm not seeing the fruit manifest in my life in the way that I want to. Like, it's genuinely people's desire, hey, to, Absolutely. you know, they're like, I want to live in the freedom of this and I want to, I want to see this. Um, out. I know for me, this was like four years of plowing the scripture, getting on my face before the Lord of you know saying praying every day like show me god who i am clearly and I, I i kind of jokingly say like i don't have a formula for you um in other than just get in your bible and get before the lord um are there any other things that you you know practically that we can like you know, that we can be, you know, just even like you, you mentioned declarations of like declaring these things out, not just as a mantra, but as something that you were like wanting to see in your life. And, and what are things that really helped you and, you know, not to make a formula of it, but just to to help. Such a good, yeah, yeah so good. Yeah, things that have really helped me. To equip, equip to the equip saints. us, yeah. Really equip the saints. Communion with the Lord, hey, it's like all of it. All of these things, knowing the truth, we so focus on sin, which is crazy. We yeah, think, yeah. man, if you get this, you'll live free from sin. Um, free from sin gets us back to zero. <laughs> Does that make sense? But then there's the whole life in Christ, which is actually about communion with God. Yeah, amen. And um, so many people think that freedom from sin is like... I've made it now. I've made it. And yeah. I, think, I felt like that. For me, yeah. Because I'd lived in sin for such a long time as a believer... So getting free was amazing, mm. absolutely. I remember about, I mean, three months in, I was so aware of my union with Christ. So I can't explain. I was just like so aware with it of it, um, but I was also very aware that um, what had set me free was the Word, the truth. So I was spending a lot of time just in the Word, and 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 um, uh, temptation would come and I'd just be like, be able to quote those things, you know what I mean? But it was sort of ha- hanging out at the doorway into the entrance to the bedroom mm. and going, well, check it out here. Like, yeah, yeah, And yeah, I yeah. hadn't actually gone into intimacy with the Lord yeah. and carrying it That's into great. intimacy. And I remember, yeah, three months in, I was in my garage and I'd slipped into sin. I think I just like looked at something, I maybe looked at pornography pornography i don't remember what it was something had happened or maybe i got i can't remember maybe i got angry with beck or and and i was actually quite shocked because like what the heck like is this even possible anymore like because i'm (laughs) union with christ and and um because but i was like wow this is actually possible when i don't um when i when i when when i don't see clearly and and i went before the law and i was like god how's this possible like i know all this truth now like Mm. you know and and often, sometimes it's just sort of so weird. Like I've heard it, people just like we use our experience and go, "Well, it's truth," but yeah, it's not always like that. Yeah. And there was an option there to do that because of my experience. But yeah. Truth doesn't change no matter what your experience is. Yeah, that's right. And um, and I went before the Lord and I said, "God, I know all this stuff." And and you know what He said to me? He said, um, He said, "Jalil, I I love that you finally come to me." Not just with truth bombs, like just, but you've just come to me with an open heart. And, and he said, yeah, Jalil, well. I'd prefer you to struggle with sin and come daily to me than to know righteousness and never walk into my presence. Wow. And um, that's awesome. And I was just like, whoa. And I think it was then I realized that, 
the message of the truth was more than just a, a message of freedom, which it so is, guys. And freedom is the purpose to allow us to enjoy intimacy with God. Sin robs us of, of enjoying intimacy with God. Yeah, amen. That's, it doesn't rob us of intimacy. It just it tries to rob us because of condemnation, because of guilt, shame, shame. Yep. of enjoying intimacy with God. Adam, Adam, where are you? Exactly. Jesus, God shame. still came, right? He's still, he He's was the one that there. pursued Adam. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't change the actual relationship. It changed the enjoyment of that. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so for me, it's been that balance of like, it's so good when your mind agrees with the reality of God's heart. Clear conscience. Clear conscience. Yeah. It also like you know His affection towards you. You know when He. He works towards you, he encounters you, you see him clearly because you believe his words about you, not your circumstances or, you know, other stuff. So it, it makes, it, the word of God allows our mind to agree with, with the heart of the Father, mm-hmm. which should lead us into deeper encounters with him. Yeah, amen. And, and I think, um, mm. for me, that's been a really, really big thing. Um, I think that my wife and I have been really, it's so, in, you know what, brothers and and my wife and you know, people around me, I surround myself with people who believe the truth because yep. there has been times where I've lost glimpse of it mm. and people have pulled me out of lies. Yeah. And so that's been another big thing when I started to struggle with sin or I've started, I've done something like, because I know who I am, even though I may not see clearly, I'm like, well, I know that where I am is not who I am. I can very quickly expose it. Like mm. I'm not afraid of exposing issues or things that I've mm. struggled with because it it, for me, in my life, my struggle doesn't label my identity anymore. It, my experience doesn't define me. Doesn't define me. Yeah. So you know, even with you, Liam, like yeah, yeah. we've we've been very real around things, mm-hmm. and that has been that means that I get to live free quite quickly. Yeah, and so, surrounding yourself by brothers and sisters who believe the truth um, can really just be a greenhouse effect of rapid growth in your life. Mm-hmm. And I would say, for me, other than um, enjoying the word. Enjoying the presence, mm. keeping my heart soft for him, you know, knowing that there's, I don't, there's so much to learn. There's so mm. much to learn. Yeah, I've yeah. got to learn like, yeah, we haven't arrived my, in that way. I haven't no. arrived. What's between my ears is not the absolute truth. There's so much to yeah, learn. Yeah. Um, the thing that's really, by those things, of just the thing that's allowed me to run is like brothers and sisters mm. um, in the Lord who see see clearly and call out my identity and my yeah. value and and um I can chat too. Yeah. That's awesome. So I love that picture of, of you just coming to the father and the father's just like I just I just want to be with you. Yeah. You know, I know a number of times you, you got kids, I got kids, you know, it's like where those things you're like you're wanting to do something with them and they're just like, I just want to hang out. Yeah. You know, I just want to hang out with you dad. I don't care what you what we're doing right now. I just want to be in your presence and just yeah. be with you and you know of how I, I feel like the Lord so often is just like I don't want to do ministry with you right now I just want to I just want to hang oh, you know it's and, freeing uh, it's liberating yeah I think righteousness allows you to know that you're a son yeah you're not you're an not orphan a, you're not a, yeah. you're not a pastor when you come before him yeah. you're not you know you're not someone who's better than, I don't know you're not a preacher no we're just sons. We're sons we're and daughters. Sons yeah. of the Lord. It's the highest form. That's the mm. you can't go anywhere from it's you're a son. Period. Glorious, eh? Glorious. Yeah. Hey, I want to read one verse and then we're gonna pray and close. 
because um, it really ties in with that. 2 Peter 1, it says this, um, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. If these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being effective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Amen. And that's, that's what you're talking about. Hey, it's like if you forget... Have these brotherly or sisterly people around you that can say, "Hey, that's I, I love you." Wait, and I feel like I, I feel like we actually um, I don't know for Glory City, but the church as a whole, the kingdom, the community as a whole, that we we need people that are like, "Hey, I love you way too much to leave you where you are. Oh, like amen. you're better than that, and I'm going to pull you out, but I'm also going to address things in your life." And you've done that with me, and you know that. That we're like, hey, what's going on there? Mm. You know, like let's let's talk about it. It's not, I'm not judging. You're not judging me. I'm not judging you. I'm I'm pulling you out, and you yeah. you, you need people like that in your life. So, oh, we need it. Hey, you know, we're not supposed me. to do this alone. Hey, thanks for doing that for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Honestly, like, yeah, it's good. Without you, without my other brothers and sisters in my life, I I don't know. It's a good yeah. reminder. We need those reminders. We need it. Yeah. We actually need. We need to be real with people. Yeah. Yeah. Authentic. Authentic. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Thank well, you. Let's pray. Yeah, Father, awesome. I just I just pray freedom. I pray freedom right now in people's living rooms. That there'd just be a quickening of the spirit right now to renew the mind and believe the truth. That people would have deep encounters with your love. That you are an extremely good father. That you love your people, God. You love people. That you sent your son to die on a cross so that we can live free. And I just pray and release a freedom encounter for people right now in their bedrooms, in their living rooms, wherever they are, that have a real encounter of freedom with your spirit. Amen. 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 Yeah, I just saw like a room full of like um, carvings, like shaved shavings from a chisel like wood like wood yeah. Carving. yeah 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 i just felt like the lord is like he is so good because he you know the process of a believer's life is not going from a rock to like timber it's like it's like from a baby into a man like it's a place of maturity it's mm. growth there is change but the full dna of that already exists it's a full there. human exists there and there's a celebration of growth and i and i saw the lord just carving away at us as we allow him he 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 he, um knowing who you are just allows him just to get really he just gets so good he's the holy spirit is 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 that sword that cuts between the bone and the marrow and so we just say yes god uh i want to again just say yes to you you're really good we're in your hands carve away carve away would you we want to grab hold of that for which christ grabbed hold of us you grabbed hold of us for a purpose and we 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 say yes to that we press on we we just don't say we have arrived and and i just thank you i I feel like the lord is just 
is just doing some beautiful things in our community, and um, and and you're not to don't be don't be scared of the chisel of the Lord. I feel like God's saying, don't be scared. Even as some of you find it, it's this the Bible has been threatening to you. It's sort of you felt like it's cut you in the wrong way. I feel like the Lord wants to tell you that this is not. Um, a measuring stick it's a mirror the word of god is a mirror to show you who you are and so allow the word of god to cut away in your life cut away the lies cut away the things that are hindering you um hindering um you um, christ being formed in you that's what paul talks about that christ would be formed in you and that's that's the desire of the father and he's so he's really good at it really really good and he's so trustworthy and what you found totally impossible is so possible in his hands so just yield maybe it maybe even may you just experience new levels of surrender to the lord just surrender to him just know that he's trustworthy that he doesn't want you to do it um, but he's so about doing it in your life in jesus name amen 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 well I hope that helps. Hope that uh, clarifies a few things. Thanks so much, Jalil. I love um, you, man. Love Thank you, you, man. Love you and Beck and your family. Thanks and so much for having me on, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, been good. Such, I really, really, yeah, I really just don't take it for granted. It's such a privilege to be part of Glory City. It's such a privilege to be your brother and just just so excited about what God's doing in and through you and your family, man. Thanks, bro. So I just want to honor you. Thanks, you, dude. You do an amazing job. Thanks, man. I, I really, receive. really, really do. I receive. Yeah, it's such an honor yeah. to serve with you. Thanks, dude. Yeah, love yeah, you, man. Awesome. Love you too. Well, happy Mother's Day. Happy mums. Yeah. I love you guys. And uh, go spoil your mum. Tell her you love her. Tell her she's amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Lots of love. Bye-bye.